It's like no one knows what they're doing or what's going on. And I also think that if you think you want to do something, you should just do it because I don't know how to run a business. I barely know how to use a website in terms of like generating one. I barely know how to make TikToks and I'm somehow generating income from all of these things and like getting to talk to lovely people on podcasts and meet cool people. So if there's anything that you want to do, as cheesy as it sounds, I would just say like do the first step towards it or go for it. Like search something on Google, ask someone who does it because there are people that are much dumber than you doing more than you. So like just do whatever you want to do. Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these days. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. Welcome back to Just Go With It, everyone. Happy Friday, happy hour. I hope everyone is having their happy hour drink on the porch because we made it through another week and you're about to have the best 35 minutes of your life because we have a guest today and you know how we love to have a guest. We love to talk to new people and get new perspectives on the world. Yeah, we get tired of talking to each other and we promised a guest last week and we have delivered. And we keep our promises. (laughs) Once in a while. On this podcast. So on this episode, we have Heather Hurst, better known as Pig Mommy, thanks to her dog on TikTok. She is a entrepreneur. She has her own vintage clothing business. She also is excellent at styling. It's up to her if she's going to agree with me or not, but I think she's excellent at styling herself on TikTok and social media. She's been up to some really exciting stuff with J. Crew lately and been having a good time on TikTok. So we are here with Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi. Thanks for having me. We're so excited to talk to you. First things first, your J. Crew event that you recently went to, we've been following. It's very exciting because this whole social media situation blew up and now you're going to J. Crew events. So can you tell us how the hell that happened and what it was like? Was it fun? Uh, yes, it was a blast. It was the most fun. I only started making TikToks like eight months ago. So I feel like it's I'm still surprising to me that I was invited to this event. Um, I went and it was basically a bunch of industry professionals and people that work in media. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of influencers and people I knew and everyone there was very important and like 45 years old and really cool. And it was very nerve wracking. Networking opportunity. Um, Yeah, it was so fun. You are living a 2000s girl's dream, getting to run around on the Amtrak to New York City to go to a fashion event and with clothes for free that you got to pick. That is every girl's dream if you grew up watching Andy Anderson on How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I know, literally, I did feel like her packing up my little gifted feather dress to get on the train and go have martinis in Tribeca. Yes, and they dressed you. And this is my biggest dream now. I didn't even know this was a dream that I had <laughs> until earlier. She told us that J. Crew dressed her. They said, pick from the catalog. What do you want to wear? And they send it to you, and then you wear it. And now that's my dream. It's my dream. Yeah. I'm going to make it happen. Okay. okay. I didn't know that you get to keep it. I mean, it's not Oscar de la Renta, but like. But I no, still, but us, in my closet. 20. But it's so fun. To us, 20 something girls, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It was my Oscar de la Renta moment. Yeah. Tell me if you relate to this statement or if you know what I'm talking about. Clothes over bros. Oh, good question. Are you familiar? I'm not familiar. Okay. But does it, does it have any connotations? That's a good question. Yeah. Any connotations when you hear clothes over bros? 
It reminds Nothing. me of, I don't know if this is appropriate to say on the podcast, but it reminds me of the old saying, clothes over bros, like pick your girlfriends over guys. I feel like when I hear clothes over bros, I think of like dress for yourself, not for how you think men should perceive you. Not for the male gaze. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Very timely if we open it all up to that 100%. But really what it is, is it is the clothing line that Brooke Davis started in One Tree Hill oh in yes. 2004. Yes. <laughs> I never watched One Tree Hill. Oh, fictional clothing line. So yeah, that's why it doesn't mean anything to you because you're not a One Tree Hill fan. But if you yeah. were, then you would know exactly what we're speaking of. And I love it so much. Good, Entrepreneurial. Good call. Yeah. yeah. If you watch TV whatsoever, I don't know if you're just read or something else, but if you watch you're TV, if you watch TV at all, you must watch One Tree Hill. We insist and report back after season we four ends. Yeah. I absolutely will. I feel like every day I'm given subliminal messaging to watch One Tree Hill because all yeah. my- it's the only one that matters. Any like old, I've seen 90210. I've seen all of Gossip Girl multiple times. I'm trying to think what other like older Gilmore Girls, not related, but same earlier era a little bit. I dropped. But out of all of those shows, One Tree Hill has so many life lessons about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness it's that so we good. talk about to this day. We couldn't recommend them. I just love the character arcs, but we digress. That's, yeah. a song. That's a song for another time. Tell us about Vintage HQ. You are a businesswoman. You started this business, and it started in a really, really cool way. So tell us about that and what's going on with it right now. Give us a sneak peek. Yeah, basically I was living at home during COVID, working from home, was doing a lot of auctions, estate sales, everything to decorate my mom's house and bought way too much stuff. So I started to sell the access. And then I met my roommate who I was going to move in with in DC on Facebook. We had never met before. And I told her about what I was doing. And she was doing the same thing in Cincinnati where we lived, where she lived at the time. So we decided to just kind of combine forces before we'd ever met each other and start a business. So we called a vintage HQ because my last name is Hearst and her last name is Quistel. Oh. Yeah. And then also headquarters, double entendre. Um, yeah. So that's how we started it. And then we moved downscaled quickly from furniture just to apparel and home decor because we could not sustain having like couches just floating around in our tiny no. apartment. Yeah. Where are you going to put them? Yeah. Yeah. So no I know that you sell on Instagram and your actual website. You also do in-person sales, correct? How does that all work out? Yeah, we've done them about five times now. It's a lot more prep work, but it's more fun to get to meet everybody and interface. It's kind of sad and like anticlimactic to be like, oh my God, it's live. And we're just sitting in our apartment. And like, we see the orders coming via Gmail, but we're kind of like, okay, do we go like watch a movie? Like, what do we do now? We just kind of like sit here. You should go watch One Tree Hill. Yeah. (laughs) Now we'll watch One Tree Hill every time we have a drop, but I prefer the in-person sales just because it's so much more fun to meet everybody and get to like talk about the pieces and people ask how we would style things. And that's kind of my most favorite part of the whole business but yeah we do sell online as well and then for your in-person sales things are getting really out of control aren't they don't you have lines going down the block yeah the last one no it's really crazy it doesn't feel real still um the last one that we had this summer was the most chaotic just because we didn't know what we were getting into we actually had it at our apartment which now I'm also like that's a safety hazard um that's weird don't do that again everyone knows where I live (laughs) people would dm and be like oh can I just come pick this up like I know where you live because I came to the sale and I was like okay yeah we cannot be doing that anymore No. (laughs) No. no absolutely not um yeah the last sale we had in the summer I advertised it on my tiktok for the first time and I probably had about 40,000 followers at the time. And the video was shared like 800 times, which I just thought, oh, that's good, you know, engagement, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like 300 people came to the sale and the line was wrapped around the block and the cops were called and they came and like thought it was a protest. And we were like, no, it's a vintage sale. And it was a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> no, no, just a vintage sale. No, no, Nothing to see your Yeah. So now we did it. We did our last one in Mount Pleasant and it was more 
calm. I think people kind of knew what to expect because the last time was so crazy and everyone, because it's local and we're pretty small, I feel like word gets around. We have like a little community of people, but this time it was very civil. The last one that we had this weekend, it was cool. That's so cute and so fun. And then you're sourcing most of these things you had said from estate sales, right? Online and stuff. And then thrift stores. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes there's like vintage dealers and you can buy like bales of clothing from them, but we haven't done that too much because I have nowhere to put anything in our tiny. That's not something you would do. You should bale up all your clothes and sell them. Who <laughs> for wants this bale of Abby's clothes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So getting into the personal consultation of the night, yeah. Ashley and I would love some tips from you. So you obviously know how to style things based on different people's personal styles and what have you. I am someone who loves a statement piece, loves color, print, pattern, texture, just fun stuff. And so my closet literally looks like costumes, and I refer to it as such. Yeah, and whenever we have a themed event, we all say, let's go to Abby's closet and her makeup. And one time we had an event that was like kind of trashy thrift store, and we were like, oh, Abby has like the right makeup for it. Perfect. Like, well, (laughs) I wear that all the time on my daily life, you guys. Calm down. They were like, we need weird, like – borderline trashy clothes that look thrifted let's all head to abby's closet i need to go shopping i'm like you guys that's really hurtful so thank you needless to say abby has some um, elevation to do with her style so let's do your consultation first and also reveal your height i was gonna say reveal your size size, but that sounds like the jolly green giant (laughs) reveal your height yes so first things first I need to get some more basics and I need to get some more neutrals. And I am not an Aritzia girly. Hot take. I don't love them. I think they're overpriced and not good quality, not investment pieces, if you will, in my opinion. So yeah, yeah, we don't we don't stand Aritzia. Sorry, I feel like I'm being told to like Aritzia. I don't actually. I'm being brainwashed. Is what we're being. I'm being told by the people around me. Yeah. So what are your tips for me to have an adult closet in 2023 and get some more basics? What do I need to add to my closet and where should I be shopping? Where should I be getting my plain white tees? I feel like a lot of people think that you have to dress a certain way in certain environments and it's very hard to move sometimes from like a fun college crop top, whatever silhouette type wardrobe Mm -hmm. and then thinking that you have to just wear like slacks and a button up for the rest of your life. Um, But I think that especially if you have eclectic taste, the key when buying basics is to take a little extra time to look for basics that are a little different. So maybe instead of wearing the same white button down everybody else has, go for like a flare or a bell or a balloon sleeve, go for a bow around the neck, extra little details that will kind of pull that like eclectic style and bring it into a professional context. Try to find things with color. Instead of going for like a tailored pant, I do maybe like a wide leg or something patterned. Depending on your workplace, you can also do something like shimmery something a little fun I used to wear like silver cowboy boots with a long dress when I used to work in a science lab and people made fun of me they were like oh my god this girl like I don't think they really took me seriously but at the end of the day they learned to respect me because I knew how to do my job and they would hear me coming oh, yeah, girl. in my little silver cowboy boots um whenever they called and needed something but I think there's ways that you can kind of intermix your statement pieces into a new context without having to a get a whole new wardrobe and b like give up your sense of style for a new mm-hmm. right because that's the hardest part is I love really eclectic fun pieces, but I'm also 24 and I don't want to dress old and stuffy and boring no, and I don't, I shouldn't have to, but I also need to have some professional clothes that I can wear 
in certain settings at work and stuff. And also and just more basics just in general. So in that- general to layer with the statement pieces because you can't be having 19 statement pieces all over your body or you look like you're doing the circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yes. So are there certain stores that you think I or should be looking at? Like brands of different staples and closets that are helpful or anything like that? Um, for my personal like staple staples, I love Levi's jeans. I love a vintage jean. I feel like um, hot take. I think people focus too much on the fit of something in the brand and like the where can I get that culture or like where's this from culture. I always go for fit. So if I'm looking at a Pinterest picture, I'm not looking for where the girl bought her jeans. I'm looking at her body and saying, okay, how do these fit on her? Where are the fit parts that I want to emulate? And then looking for that because I bought like one-to-one copies of what people own and it doesn't look the same on me because I don't have the same body type. Um, so one thing I recommend is don't go for like the same brands people are going for, go for the look and then search those keywords and then try things on in person. But I can give some brands if that's helpful. Yes. Give, give away. Well, my favorite t-shirts, like I said, favorite jeans, Levi's and Mousy. And you can also get them secondhand, um, which I always love to save money. And then literally looking in my closet right now, um, t-shirts. I love Michael stars, Lissette. Um, Brandy Melville. I feel like I need to whisper that because they're just such a toxic company. I do like their t-shirts. Um, <laughs> Hanes honestly has great basics, and I'd also get mm-hmm. different fits for different like environments. So I have tight t-shirts. I have boxy t-shirts. I have t-shirts with a no- lower neckline. I have t-shirts with a higher neckline for necklaces. All those little details, I think, also really matter more than people think when putting an outfit together. Totally. What is where can we, the common man, um, <laughs> get some more like inspiration of how to dress? Like obviously there's Besides TikTok, Pinterest obviously TikTok. there's Pinterest and TikTok, but you see the same people again. And how can we just like figure out more of what we should be wearing or what we might even think we might want to wear? Like how do we just get ideas besides the same for you page again and again and again? A few things. Um, Obviously, Pinterest and TikTok, one thing I recommend if you're going to use those platforms is to try to switch up like who you're following. So one thing I recommend is asking your friends like who they're following or if you meet somebody new, ask them who their favorite follow is or ask them to stock their Pinterest board so you can kind of see what they're looking at because you'd be surprised like how different. My best friend who I live with, we are same sense of humor, not same sense of style, but like you would think we have similar for you pages, no crossover. Both of us try to tell each other jokes that we saw. She's like, I've never seen that video and it just doesn't hit. So you'd be surprised like how people post you have such a different worldview because the algorithms are so specific now. Um, also kind of hearkening back to old school. And this seems like this would be the enemy because this is like capital big media, like pushing things to us. But I love reading magazines. I get so much inspiration. Even reading Architectural Digest, I get fashion inspiration. And I think that like looking somewhere that's not fashion forward, like I get home inspiration from style and I get style inspiration from home just because of the textures, the patterns, like the way things are put together um, really inspires me. Like disco balls remind me of Elton John and fun clothing, like Abby's closet. Do you know what I mean? So all this kind of has like- Literally. Do you know how many disco balls I own, girl? Do you know how many disco balls? I have a lot, big and small. I'm literally looking at one right now on my floor, but- Yeah, just like those kind of inspirations. Um, And then also, honestly, street style. You don't have to live in Manhattan to like see how people around you are dressing. In DC, sometimes the street style is a little tough, but you'd be surprised. Like it just takes one person styling something some way for you to think, oh, interesting. You know, I'm going to tuck my jeans through my boots or I'm going to wear a hat or whatever. And then things kind of snowball from there. Something that I think is so funny talking about street style. So I live in Nashville 
And back in college, I think I coined the term without coining it, coastal cowgirl. Because now here we go. go. Because I was always wearing cowboy boots before it became this huge trend, before Yellowstone was a show and everyone decided they want to be cowboys, want to be cowboys, (laughs) want to be Beth Buttons in the world. And all of this Western inspiration was like happening all over the place because I grew up on a farm. So there's cowboy boots all over my house. My mom has a bunch of cool ones, very Western inspired. Everything of hers is like super authentic though. She's like actually using it for- That's actually dirty. Cowgirl shit. Yeah. (laughs) Fashion, okay? And so I love that. And then I literally shipped myself across the country and said, where can I continue to wear everything in my closet? Nashville. And I just look like a tourist every day in my Mm -hmm. own city. And I love it so much. But for street style, it's not the best because everyone who comes to Nashville is a tourist who I like. Yeah. And all of them are like bachelorettes or just wearing like full glitter, full sequins. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm here for it. But I'm like, we're all wearing the same stuff. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So tough in Nashville, I will say. Don't look there. Well, the issue is who's on the street in LA? Everyone's in their car. When so, I go, when I, walking. When I go to bars, it's where I'll see like, oh, I like that girl's jacket, mm-hmm. like for fun yeah. stuff. Um, but I was gonna say, oh, something that I struggle with um, is just having more fun top and bottom because I think I'm pretty good about like shoe and jacket type of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a good shoe and jacket, and I feel like that's something that will last you a lot longer in life. Like you're not just gonna say oh like I don't fit in these jeans anymore or this shirt is out of style like that stuff is something that has more longevity in my eyes for myself but kind of your hot take on investment pieces and why it's a dirty word just like Brandy Melville (laughs) (laughs) so yeah before the podcast we were all talking about investment pieces and I was saying I don't really know if I buy into the whole idea of people making videos like five things everybody should invest in because I think those investments look different for everyone I also think that an investment in your closet doesn't always have to be a thing Um, It can also just be anything that improves your style. So for me, um, and investment pieces don't have to cost a lot of money. So for me, some of the best investments I've made was better organization in my closet so I can actually see and use everything that I have because that's a big problem for me because I like to hoard. When you have a lot of clothes, they have to be well organized. You can wear all of them. Um, And then also things like getting rid of things that are a detriment to your closet. So before you invest in something, consider what things are weighing you down or what things are cluttering your mind that make it harder to see and love what you already use. I also think there's nothing wrong with getting things that are less expensive as investments. Like I don't think every investment has to be expensive. I think that if you only have one white t-shirt and it's stopping you from making good outfits because you need a white t-shirt as a base every day of the week for your different outfits, then just buy six white t-shirts. That might add up to be, you know, $200 and that can be your investment. I think that a lot of people think of investment pieces as like a Bottega bag or like a really nice watch, but it can also just be anything that improves your style. Yeah, exactly. What are your, what's your take on all of the the rise of renting clothes, like newly thrift and fashion pass and things like that? Because at the same time, I think part of it is it's really helpful. I'm, I'm a user. A lot of my friends are users Mm -hmm. of fashion pass specifically, but it's good because I like to shoot content. So I take pictures in my fun statement pieces, but I don't necessarily need to be purchasing every single thing. And, and then also, I it back. these tops are, I'm not going to be buying $200 tops again and again and again and again. Right. And with yeah. Fashion Pass, it's like, great, I can use them for a week. Not not an ad, by the way. We wish it was. We wish it was. not an ad. <laughs> but, so there's that. But then also at the same time, you're not necessarily investing in You're your throwing closet. the money away, technically. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're spending and you're not keeping these pieces. And so what's 
what's your take on that? Because that's become a very big thing in the fashion world the past few years. I think that it's actually a really good tool. I think that hot take, this might be something that I consider a closet investment because you're investing in developing your personal style and experimenting. Buying a personal stylist, getting somebody to help you can be really expensive. And I know for my roommate, she loves Newly. She is so good. She's the opposite of me because I am a consumer. (laughs) I am a spender. I'm a material girl. She is frugal. She's very much like to her ways. And Newly has really helped her experiment and get out of her comfort zone and then see what things she would actually buy. Because I always talk about like, the ideal self versus the real self. Like, yeah, my ideal self dresses this way, but my real self actually dresses this way. And I think Newly's kind of helped her bridge that gap of like, she thinks she would be the person that would wear silver pants, but she's not because she got them from Newly and like never wore them. But interestingly, like the electric blue fur coat that she's got from Newly, she's re-rented like four times and now she's going to buy it because she knows she'll actually wear it. And so I think it's like a good test run. And I, you can do this with thrifting too. Like go in the store and just try on anything that looks crazy and like see how it resonates with you. To me, that's also like cheaper newly in a way. I needed a new reason to justify my fashion pass subscription <laughs> yeah, and there it is. Oh, there there it is. That's a good point because there have been things that I've bought because I have rented mm-hmm. them multiple times and I keep thinking about them again and again. Yeah. But I really like what you just said, trusting for your ideal self versus your real self. And if you're someone who, well, this goes both ways. Either you dress like Abby or you dress more in neutrals and you wish you could be the opposite, but do you really wish that? You're not going to go buy yeah. a, you know, an expensive sequin jacket. So that's a really good idea, dressing for ideal versus your real self. Yeah, yeah, we have to be realistic, but still continue to kind of push ourselves out of our comfort zone and experiment a little bit or else we'll just get bored. Yeah. I think there's a good balance between the two. And I think this kind of also ties into my journey with like body image and accepting the way that I look or no matter like what your insecurities are, like it comes to a point where you kind of have to accept what your style is. And I don't mean that in a limiting way, but I've accepted that like, if I really wanted to dress a certain way, I think I would. (laughs) I shop so much. I thrift so much. I'm with clothes all the time that if I really wanted to dress like the girls on Pinterest, like I could, and I just don't want to. And I like the way that I dress. And I think that we are always told that like, we should want more or we should look different or we should have everybody complimenting our outfits. And I've kind of gotten to a place of like self-satisfaction with my outfits. Um, To your point, Ashley, when you were saying like, I just want to make my base more interesting because all I wear is like a cool jacket and shoes. Maybe your cool jacket and shoes like is your formula and that's cool. Yeah, I think it is because I'm tired of like, the same pants like mm-hmm. pants are so boring yeah for me because I'm not gonna wear silver jeans yeah so I might yeah <laughs> you might right. so exactly by throwing on the different jewelry the different jackets and the different purses and shoes that is actually what has been working for me so why am I questioning anything if it ain't broke <laughs> don't fix it yeah yeah so I like to- what you said about body image let's open up that conversation yeah. for like two minutes the light on. because I'm someone who's very outwardly spoken as of late about my journey with this, my struggles with this. And I know so many young women all over struggle with this to varying degrees. Um, So I have an interesting body type, not not the average one, I would say, because I'm almost 5'11", which doesn't sound that crazy until you're in the body of a 5'11 woman. (laughs) And literally, I cannot go one single day in my life without somebody commenting on my height, which is why it like reiterates the fact of your head like, oh, like my height is not typical it's not normal it's not something that people just look over because girl let me tell you at the bars I'm wearing my heeled boots or my cowgirl boots or whatever I'm like pushing six one okay so like I'm towering over these people and I've accepted that and I I've I've become to love begin to love my height and like that's great and stuff but it's really hard for clothes because the way that the sizing is built in at least in America it's so 
strange. Obviously, like every brand has their own version of sizing, which sucks in general for anyone shopping. But yeah. like certain brands, I'm like a very fit person. Like I'm very, I'm not like slim, but I'm also not curvy. I should not have to be buying an XL. And let me tell you, a lot of times like tops and like some jackets and stuff, like I will have to get an extra large. And just like the thought of that kind of messes with you a little bit. You're like, am I a huge person? Like it makes me feel even (laughs) bigger than I am. You know what I mean? So overcoming that hurdle is tough. And sizing is dumb. Like who really cares? That's something that I really think is so important for girls to hear is like the only person who knows the size of your jeans is you. And the kind of jeans that are going to look good on you are the ones that fit. They are the ones that fit you. So stop holding on to that weird old pair of jeans that you so desperately want to drop pounds to like fit into because life is too short for that. Screw that. Wear the jeans that fit you. Nobody's going to know the size and we shouldn't care about the size. But I'm still also acknowledging the fact that like sizing does kind of mess you up because I've struggled with that. And I'm like, okay, I've been a large since like fifth grade like I'm a large <laughs> like I've never been a small human being and I'm never going to be a small human being and I have to just figure that out so I would like to hear kind of your perspective on that and also your perspective on dressing for your body type because I think that's a very important lesson to learn as you grow up and develop your style that yeah was oh my rant. god so no such a good rant so many opinions like more than we can cover reasonably we could have like an entire podcast series about this topic but the short of what I'll say, two things. One, I think I realized that flattery is just like an adjective. Like the whole dressing for your body type thing is kind of just one way to go about style or like one style outcome. And I feel like the 2000s raised us to think that that is a core tenet of every outfit. Like it's one of the boxes that must be checked. And I've kind of come to accept that it's just like one way that you can dress in a day. Like I can dress Western, I can dress flattered. Like that's kind of like an adjective of how I can look. Um, And now I've kind of decided like, okay, is this outfit going to be flattering and cool? Is it just going to be cool? Is it just going to be flattering? Like you can decide how you want your outfit to look that day. Um, Also something that depending on, you know, where you live or your skill set can be cost effective. Sometimes it can be expensive, but tailoring has actually given me so much confidence. I think it's important to realize that like there's 7 billion people in the world, these companies that are making clothes. One, your size doesn't matter. Two, sizing is so fake and like arbitrary. We get vintage clothing too. That's like a double zero and vintage clothing. That's a 24 and they're like the same size. I'm like, who these clothes, like the numbers have changed over the years and everything. And tailoring has kind of given me like a new lease on life. Even the J crew dress that I wore to the party, I had to get tailored because I needed a bigger size, even though I'm not really curvy, quote unquote, I needed a bigger size to fit over my butt. And then it was way too big in the boobs and it was sticking out of the armpits and it looked so bad. And I just had my friend sew it and tailor it. So tip, get a friend who can sew and then you don't have to pay for tailoring. Um, but you can't find a way to sew. You want to take up a new hobby? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll get your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've also realized like back to investment pieces, tailoring is also a good investment, like making the things that you love fit better in a way that makes you feel comfortable so that you'll actually wear them is also better sometimes than just like rebuying things all the time. Cause I also felt like there was a phase in my life where I was constantly just buying clothes because they weren't right when I could have just made them right for me. So that's true. a hot take that we forget about when we think about tailoring, we think about prom dresses and old people going to get their jackets yeah, you think about like a suit in Savile Row in London and some guy with like a cane but like you can tailor a t-shirt like I've had tailors like take up the arms of my vintage t-shirts so that they flatter my arms more in the way that I want the t-shirt to look like you can tailor literally anything and I feel like we forget about that I was just thinking when you said that Ashley that the only thing I've ever had tailored was my prom dress yeah <laughs> but that's so true we're adults we can pay for that now we yeah well and it's like it's cheaper to get 
like it's cheaper to pay $15 or get a friend who can sew. It's cheaper to pay $15 to have something taken in than to buy another, you know, $100 dress that still probably doesn't fit you perfectly. Oh my gosh. If you take anything away from this episode, it's that. That's so smart. Yeah. What is wrong with us? I don't know. Not tailoring anything. Um, What is your advice for, uh, you follow all these influencers on TikTok and stuff and you see your favorite influencer wearing this really great set and you go and you look and the price is like $400, but you really, really want it. Do you just try and <laughs> emulate it by just shopping at cheaper places? What's your advice for stuff like that? Um, I think it depends. First, my first thing I would do is consider like, what are the reasons that I really want this thing? Do I want it because it looks good on her? Do I want it because it's like good for her closet? Like, do I even ski? I was looking at Love Shack Fancy ski sets the other day. Not only can I not afford them, but I also don't ski. Like I've told my boyfriend that if we went skiing, I'm only interested in drinking champagne and going in the hot tub. And I'd be like on the bunny slopes. Like first getting real with yourself, like be fucking for real. Are you going to you know, wear the thing that <laughs> I also want a ski set yeah. for what? And also mm-hmm. I like what you said is it, what does it even look good on me? Or do I just love the way it looks on her? Yeah. That's a really good point. I think you something I've funny. had to tell myself this year is like, I can admire things without needing to own them. Like I can think that looks cool without having to buy it. I, she needs to, you, I need that injected. I need that tattooed on my body. I need that injected into my veins. I'm such a consumer. I immediately see things and I want it so bad. It's like visceral. Like I see it and I'm like, yeah. I need it. I need it in my closet and I need to take pictures in it. I was going to say something fun and toxic about me. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I see clothes, I'm always like, I want to take a photo in that. Not like yeah. I want to wear it to an event. I don't want to have it hang in my closet. I want to take a photo in that. Interesting how the mind works yeah. for different individuals. That's yeah. how it works. No, literally, also, like, like, that's your closet framework and that's why you call your closet your costumes like for you closet like your closet is kind of like performative and for some people it's practical I also think it's important to think about like your aesthetic in your closet obviously like your style words but also your closet purpose not everybody has the same reason for their style like some people just want to be comfortable and if that's your style purpose you're going to have a very different wardrobe than somebody who wants to take photos you know like some people do not want to be photographed that's a very different closet yeah so, okay so what I'm what you're saying is I don't need more boring staple pieces I need things that are a little bit more practical practical is the word that's the that's the buzzword we're going for yeah. practical <laughs> closet it, yeah it's still performative but it's like slightly it's leaning practical and think harder yeah. about your purpose. yeah and maybe don't be so damn impulsive Abby yeah I'm like yeah. practical items don't have to be boring I wish obviously it's a podcast so you can't like see and I don't want to make noise in my closet but I have like a Tory Burch midi skirt that's pleated and is shimmery and I wore it to work like every day with a sweater and it's so it's not a basic but it's practical like I can wear it to work every day and it's professional and I think that's kind of like what you're missing or what you're leaning towards but definitely reframing like the words that we use to describe things that we need I think also helps yeah redefining practicality that's really good because I hear basic and I'm like oh boring like I don't want I don't I can't like I can't buy a boring I can't do it you can't buy a tan sweater it really affects my mood like I'm not kidding I will put on like a quote-unquote boring outfit like just to go to the grocery store or something and I'm not talking about workout clothes because half the time my life I am in workout clothes like going to and from that's a whole separate thing but if I'm literally like in jeans and a t-shirt or like a sweatshirt I'm like like I'm about to throw up I can't handle it. I feel like a different human being. I don't feel like myself. That's how I feel about wearing workout clothes when I'm not working out. Like I'll be lounging around the house in jeans. I was going to say, I'm team Ashley for that. I'm a psycho because I get up every morning. My roommate knows, like, I come downstairs at 8 a.m. and I already have jeans on. And she's like, you just woke up. You guys are psycho. I could be wearing jeans jeans right now. I have jeans on right now. I'm literally wearing jeans. I'm and I have my jeans that are comfier, obviously, yeah. for when I lounge. I have my lounging jeans and my non-lounging jeans. I have that too. There's like sitting, standing room only jeans and then like lounging jeans, but yeah. 
Oh, I have no gosh. casual shoes. That's my other issue. That's why I wear cowboy boots half the time because I could slip them on that quickly. Yeah, you guys are actually freaks for that. Like <laughs> jeans, get mad at, jeans me. at eight a.m., yeah. jeans at eleven p.m. Oh, I've literally been wearing pajamas all day. It's a cute matching set, so, but like pajamas. I wanted to also yeah. get your hot take on staple, kind of away from clothes, but staple perfume and staple jewelry, Ooh, and kind of defining your style that way. Yeah. So I actually did a video about jewelry. I always think of how, first of all, I think of everything as like a collection, regardless of whether or not you're actually going to keep it forever. I think it's good to view things with that mindset because it'll stop you from just buying like costume jewelry over and over again. Cause I spend so much money on like anthropology costume jewelry. Call me out. Call me out some more. Yeah, I everything that's wrong with style. <laughs> I buy so many costumey stuff. No, no, keep going. But if you keep wear going. it, then like more power to you. I was just of the mindset that I kept trying to like get closer to this jewelry collection that I wanted and I would just buy costume jewelry over and over again not wear it and then be like because I'm sort of a creature of habit I'm a Taurus and I really play that up I wear the same thing all the time I wear the same jewelry every single day um and I not to say the dirty word but I have invested in these pieces because I wear them every day um I have some jewelry some is like vintage solid gold um really good finds on like eBay and Etsy and you can get things for pretty cheap um, I actually made like a, this is a little bit of a self promo, but also to help people if they're interested, I made a page on my shop, my, that has like all my finds from eBay and Etsy. Cause I like to shop so much that I just go find stuff, but like, I can't buy anything else. So I put it out and then if other people are working for it, but I think like considering what you're actually going to wear and what your needs are, there are things that I'm drawn to cause they're pretty, but when it comes to jewelry, it's kind of like, okay, I love a hoop earring. I don't like a stud. So all my daily earrings are like hoops or dangly earrings. I wear a watch every day. I just have one watch and I wear that because I don't need more than one. Just like basic things like that. I don't know. I don't have anything too earth shattering to say about that. No, I agree. I wear the exact same rings that, um, and I'm like, should I be changing everything? But why? Because I really enjoy them and they're very nice. So why should I be switching it up if I don't want to? I have a question about rings because for a long time, I've wanted to become a ring girly. And I used to hate my hands because I have really large hands and large fingers (laughs) to match my large body. (laughs) But no, literally. Okay, obviously, like, other people have, like, really pretty, like, long, like, dainty fingers. Like, there's nothing dainty about me, and I don't need to draw more attention to my hands. But recently, I've healed that part of myself, and I love rings. I've always loved them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start wearing rings. But my question is, am I a bad girl because I don't know my ring sizes for every finger? Like, how the hell do you shop for rings online, for example, if you don't you know they're going to fit? Sizer. I was going to say, like- I get a ring sizer on – and I, like, never shop on Amazon, but I did buy this on Amazon. It was, like, $4 and it came in two days as everything else criminally does and it's so useful because all my rings are different sizes especially on both hands they're also different so yeah. oh cool so if I'm like I want a specifically one for my pinky I would just get my pinky size with that contraption yes. and then I'm like okay yes. I know exactly what size or yep. even if you're in a store with a jewelry <laughs> counter just say can I try on all the sizes like the sizer and then you write them down yeah yeah, okay. that was easy. I have some action items. To that was an easy sell for <laughs> yes, you. That's her homework. And are you someone who is into statement perfumes? Interestingly scents? enough, I'm really into scents, but I don't really have like a scent routine. It's kind of just like where the weather takes me. I layer them. I love Riddle oil. I think it's so underrated. Riddle makes so many yummy like oil scents, and I think they last longer because I don't hot take. Like I've had not a good experience with really expensive perfumes. I feel like Joe Malone never lasted on me my cheaper perfumes last better. Like I have ones from Dossier. I think they're like $39. They 
are supposed to be dupes of high-end scents and they last really well. Um, and then like oil perfumes, but I'm trying to think what else I wear. Oh, and Diptyque Ilio. I love that scent. That's like my, I'd say if I had a signature scent, I guess that'd be that because I wear it the most, but yeah, Cute. I don't really have a perfume. A perfume. Yeah. They're getting into that recently. Yeah. I love them. We had put up a Q&A box and a common theme in questions was what can you do? If I had to encapsulate a common theme, it was what can you do to make your life more chic? People want to know what you're doing to make your your life more chic. We're and giving just, chic in 2023 and we need your help. And we need your help. Mm-hmm. I've um, never I been chic in my life. <laughs> no, so I actually used to be like the most unchic in college. I was such a menace and I was always hungover and always a mess and always wearing sweatpants with like a rip in the butt. One time I also ripped my pants at the gym and my leggings and everybody had photos of it on their Snapchat. That's a separate story, but I um, have been very unchic in my life. So I feel like I'm um, qualified to, I guess, talk about how to be more chic now that I've tried. One day I can grow up and be just like, you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I hope not. If you know what's good for you. Um, (laughs) But I would say like, it's just kind of a practice. This sounds really silly, but just practicing small things that like make me feel better about myself. So like, even this is so psychotic of me. This is honesty hour. After I shower, I like put my jewelry back on like I'll watch TV in my jewelry and I put jeans on and I'm not like performing for anybody, but it just makes me feel good. Like I feel productive. I feel like my day's not over yet. I'm like getting things done. Cause I work a lot at night too. Um, so that just kind of keeps me in the zone. I make my bed after I get up, like silly little things like that. It's half like military, half like French etiquette book, but just things like that, like make me feel good about myself. My, um, old roommate is very much just like messy in the best way because that's just who she is like in Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's New York Minute movie where there's like the one sister who's prim and proper and the one girl that's messy that was like me and my last roommate to a degree but we both really love that about each other um like I'm the type of person that will pour a seltzer into a champagne glass to drink it oh yeah watch tv that something Ashley would do that sounds like me and then you're uh, not and I'm like crushing beer cans <laughs> yeah. on my head yeah. <laughs> I mean there's room for both why not it's both? called yin yang it's not mutually yeah. exclusive yeah but yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends also how you define chic. Like, I think chic is also like saying thank you and just like being nice to people. That's cheesy, but I also think that's like chic. Um, calling your friends and telling them you like something you like about them. I think that's chic. I don't know. Just like things that make you feel good about yourself. I think is You know chic. what I think is chic? What? Let's go around the table and yeah. say yeah. things. <laughs> I think having your nails well manicured, they don't have to be done all the time, but having like taking good care of your hands is chic. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Because not everyone can afford to get their nails done. It's all like the time. all of, and oh, also absolutely. even just like filing them yourself. Like it feels chic. Chic. All of the chic moms and all the TV shows and movies always lotion their hands before bed. That's when you know things are getting good. They're always lotion uh, their yes. hands before bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. When the big little lies, like the constant, just like always, yeah. the hands. always like this over each other in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's another husband. They're always doing that. And they're like layering their sweaters. Uh-huh. Yeah, the sweater. They also, what we were saying, they tell their husband, it's a Wednesday, we can't have sex tonight. Just in little fires everywhere. No, yeah. They're too busy. But yeah, just like little things like that. I have incense next to my bed and I light that like 10 minutes before I go to bed. Random things. Like, I don't know. I don't think there's any one thing. It's just kind of like, it's your vibe, whatever you want to do. We don't have to go obviously down a whole tangent on this, but in a little short snippet, um, what is your advice for you move maybe to a new place to kind of just decorate it? And, you know, we don't all have thousands upon thousands of dollars to just go to catalog and say, what are, let's buy art. (laughs) Would you suggest Facebook marketplace? Oh, absolutely. Always all the time. I got so much good stuff on Facebook marketplace. I actually have a lot of all, I talk too much. So I'm going to like rapid fire answer this question with five tips. 
Um, otherwise, I'll be like, and you know what else? In 2010, yeah. I like ran and you want me to count you down? <laughs> we could talk for seven more hours. Yeah, please. Yeah, I could talk for 100 days. Tip number one, decorate for the space that you have, not the space that you see online. So like, don't buy stuff before you moved in somewhere. Go there, measure the space. I mean, you can have a bed. Obviously, you need like a place to sleep and a toothbrush, but have your stuff, go there, then measure and make the room for realistically like what the layout is. That's going to be your best room. You're not going to have good luck emulating a room that somebody else lives in because it's going to look crammed. The proportions aren't right. Like, accept the room that you have, accept the body that you have, and then, you know, dress it the way you want to dress it. Step one body, step two room. Accept your life. (laughs) Acceptance is the first step. Um, It's like a 12 steps program. (laughs) Yeah, 12 steps program. I was going to say, do I think of 11 more? Okay. Second tip, I would say definitely like pull inspiration before you move and figure out the difference between like wanting the specific thing somebody else has versus the vibe. So do you like the room because of the duvet that they have or because it's like undone and cozy like figure out what energy you want to have in the room I'm thinking of bedrooms right now because most of us probably have like a shared living room with you have roommates in your bedroom so for my bedroom I realized in my last room I loved all the inspiration from like house of Gucci glamour velvet whatever and then I decorated my room like that and was so stressed and like cramped and claustrophobic I had gray velvet curtains like it looked so cool looks cool I loved how it looked but I hated being in there because I was like I feel like I'm trapped like this is so chaotic <laughs> I'm suffocating in my bedroom. Yeah, I was like, why is everything like black? And I have like velvet gray curtains and it's like disco, like checkered print. I like couldn't sleep. Um, So for this room, I got like seafoam green and I was never going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to have mint green bedding. Like that was not registering. But after I started pulling the rug and some other things, I was like, okay, wait, that's the color that this room needs. So I would say like build, kind of building on the first point, like build for what you're going for, not just the actual pieces that you're like obsessed with that you want to obtain. Also Facebook Marketplace. Um, yeah, just, I mean, Facebook Marketplace, Etsy, eBay. I think Apartment Therapy has a marketplace too. If you live in New York and New Jersey where you can buy from, I can't remember what it's called, but like a trading thing. And estate sales and auctions. Half price day on Sundays is like the best time to get stuff. Okay. And that's where Good I get point. all my art too. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you find estate sales? Not to be dumb. Estatesales.net. That sounds like such an ad. That's also not a if, if I had one ounce of chicness, you would have known that I would know how to find an estate sale. I've never tried. They're fun. Okay, let's go to one. Okay, yeah, anyway. Really but yeah, you literally just go to estatesales.net and then put in your zip code and it'll just tell you what ones are happening that weekend in your area. Cool. Like, listen, okay. Yeah. 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 Because art is the hardest part because art is so I'm, I'm over here on Society6 looking at stuff and I'm like, why is this so expensive for like not a good quality piece of art? And so I was scared away, but I've had some better luck elsewhere, Etsy, for example, but estate sales, that's my next move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look into it. Yeah. Um, And then do you have, this is wildly off topic compared to what we're already (laughs) doing, but you are now in your uh, mid twenties, right? Are you 25? Yeah. Um, So do you just have any general words of wisdom you've accrued in the past like five years for our audience just about life, love, the pursuit of happiness? Any big sister It's okay vibes? if it's nothing. It's okay if you're like, I'm as lost as you are. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say like nobody knows what they're doing. Um, it's really weird being this. Uh, this is so weird. Okay. So I've been talking to my roommate about how it's weird that people will be like, oh, you're an influencer. You're like a content creator. You're this, that, you're that. And I'm like, I'm just literally the same person that you went to college with or did you're like, whatever. I'm just girl. Like no <laughs> yeah. one knows what they're doing. And like, just because somebody has a following and I don't even have that big of a following, like just because it looks like somebody's doing something doesn't mean that they are. That's not to say this is fake. This is very much real. I am a person. Yeah. I'm not like an AI generated bot, but 
all of this is just <laughs> I am not. <laughs> it's like no one knows what they're doing or what's going on. And I also think that if you think you want to do something, you should just do it because I don't know how to run a business. I barely know how to use a website in terms of like generating one. I barely know how to make TikToks and I'm somehow generating income from all of these things and like getting to talk to lovely people on podcasts and meet cool people. So if there's anything that you want to do as cheesy as it sounds, I would just say like do the first step towards it or go for it. Like search something on Google, ask someone who does it because there are people that are much dumber than you doing more than you. So like just do whatever you want to do because somebody else is probably doing it. It's like all stupid. There are people much dumber than you doing more than you. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Good to do That's the little. fire under my ass that I need. <laughs> Not in a harsh way. And I mean no ill will to okay, these, I love it. Like, quote, but quote, dumb people in question. But like I've just worked with people before, you know, much more senior than me who were like, can you send this email? And I'm like. They don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, so nobody knows what's going on. In that case, like we can all succeed. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So. Lastly, close things up. Um, any books you recommend or do you not do you not read? Do you not believe in reading? I do read. Yeah, I am fully literate at this point. It took a while. Yeah. What's your AR reading level? <laughs> oh my god, no. I will my worst trait is that I read like an Elon Musk 5 a.m. morning routine, like white man on like the improvement, self-improvement YouTube. That's oh, like my core reading. I read a lot of finance books and like self-improvement books. Right now I'm reading Grit by Angela Duckworth. And it's about like perseverance and how perseverance can be more. It's been studied that it can be like more important than talent. So basically, like, if you're, yeah, sorry, me and your ex are disgusting, but you finance and self-help. Those is genre too. Yeah. So Good I love those kind of books. Um, I also love artist therapy by Alan DeBotton. It's about how like, if the world is a more beautiful place, people would take care of it and how art is kind of meant to be enjoyed by everyone and not something that needs to be so like intellectualized and pretentious, but it's more just like human and feeling and enjoying. Um, that sounds really heady, but yeah, I'm trying to look at my bookshelf. I like things like that. Yeah. I'm reading a lot of like just embarrassing self-help, like David Goggins, sort of like tough mutter, whatever <laughs> is my season right now because I've been kind of, bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, I've been needing to like light a fire under my ass, but Usually I try to read things that are like softer. I like a lot of, I don't know. Yeah, basically that type of book. And then I journal a lot. Mm. Yeah. Love. You're writing your own book, the book of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I hope nobody ever reads that book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Amazing. Well, this has been really helpful. Completely. I feel like I've learned a lot. I have a lot of good things that I'm going to take from this episode. So thank you so much for being so open and willing to share about your personal experience and your expertise. We really appreciate it. Pimp yourself out. Where can the people find you? All of your ventures. Yeah. Where do you want them to find your store? All that stuff. Okay. Pimp, I will. Um, Vintage HQ can be found on our website, vintage-hq.com and then our Instagram, vintage.hq. And then I personally can be found on Instagram and TikTok. My TikTok is pigmommy, P-I-G-M-A-M-I. And then my Instagram. M-A-M-I. M-O-M-M-Y. M-O-M-M-Y was taken. So I really, I need to look up that account and see. Um, who that is but I'm I don't know I prefer it this way but I'm also like if I knew this is going to be my username that took off maybe I would have named it something else yeah <laughs> and then my Instagram is also pig mommy but with three eyes so m-a-m-i-i-i cute amazing stunning well I'm inspired I'm gonna go find some more functional clothing not boring basics and Ash is gonna keep with her formula of jackets and shoes because I know what's working yeah as you should. Yeah, and I'm gonna go to an estate sale <laughs> yeah yeah let me know how that goes and I'm gonna watch One Tree Hill 
Yeah. Yes. And we all have our homework and ready break. Yeah. Ready team? <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you so much, Heather. This has been so much fun. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.